reason I'm writing all this on the board is to keep me uh, on track. If any of y'all are writing stuff down, maybe it'll help you. We studied out of the book of James on Sunday mornings here a few months ago. I don't know if you remember it, but we read James chapter 1, verse 25. Uh, there is this law of liberty, and we ought to be looking into it. We ought to be looking into it intently. So that's what we're going to talk about this morning, because that happens to be very much connected to who we've been talking about lately, and that is the spirit. And the spirit, we're kind of doing a series here on the Holy Spirit, and I fascinated myself, and so we had to do something else last week. But the spirit is not it. Don't refer to the spirit as it. The spirit Discussion of him 
think people in the world or people, other religious people have perverted the idea of the Spirit of God being within us. But uh, Jeff, where Jeff went, he nailed it while ago in his thing. God has made many covenants with man on planet Earth. It's always been for their blessing and to accomplish God's purpose. But this one covenant, this one covenant, the law of the spirit of life, this is, this is the law of the covenant that brought about God's purpose on this earth. That's to defeat sin, that he might dwell in his people. God's not with us in some geographic location that we go to and we have access to him. Under this covenant, the law of the spirit of life, God is within us. He came to earth and he dwelt among us and he did that to afford and lay the foundation that this might be our present reality. Brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, this is our present reality. Offering. Part of what I'm preaching, what I'm preaching today, if it's not your present practical reality, I hope this encourages you to at least consider it. You need to consider it because God has said it. When he says the law of the spirit of life, James calls it the law of liberty. What do you associate with liberty? Freedom. Would you like to be free from that? Would you like to be freedom, 
have freedom from condemnation. This is what the Spirit gives. The law of the Spirit gives. This is what the Spirit himself promotes. The Spirit himself doesn't promote condemnation. He promotes life. He's always done that. He's done several times in creation. The Father, the Son, and the Spirit, all three persons of, of the person of God are present there in creation. We'll get into that some more tonight, maybe. Why are they, what are they doing? They're creating. They're giving life. The Spirit is trying to do this now. First way he does this is frees us from condemnation. So he frees us from condemnation. He frees us from debt or obligation. God's gracious, and we ever get studied the Roman book of Romans together, we'll go over this in great detail. I'm not doing that this morning, I'm just trying to frame some stuff in. Verses 9 and 12. You're not in, you're not in the flesh. I've read so many versions here. Let me get this one in my head. Mine's a little different than some. You, however, you who are in Christ Jesus, you who, who obey the gospel, the law of the spirit of life is the gospel of Jesus Christ, brothers and sisters. The law of the spirit of life, the gospel that brought you freedom from condemnation, also because it did that, it brought you freedom from debt or obligation. Debt or obligation to what? Yourself, the flesh. Outside the law of the spirit of life, outside the law of liberty, you just have yourself. And when you have yourself, you're obligated to yourself to do whatever yourself wants. This is what the world has. You have an obligation to have fun and have the most of it, to chase after the desires of their flesh. And they are a slave to the desires of their own lust. That's not my opinion. That's what the book says. You, however, you don't have that obligation. You're not controlled by the flesh. You have no obligation to the flesh. You don't have to set your mind on the flesh. Without the law of the spirit of life, without the Holy Spirit of God, within us, that person, without that, see, when the spirit lives within me, now I can live according to the spirit. That's very helpful. Back up here in verse 4, I guess I don't want I'm trying to make this short, but I don't want to skip too much. Uh, we'll just read one through four here. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, that's the Son, by the way, through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit of life, and you've got the Spirit, has set me free from the law of sin and death. <coughs> For what the law was powerless to do, and that it was weakened by the flesh, God did. Now you've got the Father. 
the Son, the Spirit, and the Father are all involved here. You see that? To do what? Free me from condemnation. Free me from condemnation. <coughs> the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, and it was weakened by our flesh, by our sinful <coughs> man, God did. He did it by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in the flesh, the flesh of Jesus, the man of Jesus. Why did he do that? In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us. Who now, what? Don't live according to the law, not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Why are we, how are we enabled to walk after the spirit? Because of this freedom. We have no obligation to the flesh. Our obligation now is to the spirit. We're able to walk according to him. We're able to walk in this freedom that he's given us. Okay? What else is the spirit doing? Let's come down here to
For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear. The spirit himself, he doesn't make us a slave to fear. He doesn't operate, he doesn't operate out of fear. You didn't receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption. Of life will impact your feelings if you'll let it. The word of God. 
God will impact your feelings if you'll let it. The old law would impact your feelings. It would point out your sin and make you sad that you were a sinner. But it didn't offer you freedom. It couldn't. Everything God has ever done throughout all of the history of mankind, brothers and sisters, he did to bring people to this point. And we've just sat in here and we've sang song after song after song about it. I don't know how you picked Psalm 71, but I started to look it up twice a while ago, and I thought we quit trying to interject stuff in your Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. That's what, this is the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives today to underline to us, we belong to God. No, this is true. This is true. I'm telling you this so you can expect it. This is God Almighty's promise. He couldn't change it if he wanted to, and he doesn't want to. He couldn't not keep it if he wanted to, and he doesn't want to. He did give it. He doesn't. He does keep it. He is the promised spirit, and he marks us as children of God, as belonging to God. You did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you received the spirit of sonship. By him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself. Now this goes with belonging. He testifies. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit. The Holy Spirit of God and our spirit there's communication going on here. It's what testimony is. He testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Covenant-related children means you belong. The reason God gives us his spirit, he wants us to know we belong. He wants us to believe we belong. He wants us to be reminded we belong. He wants us to have his word on it and, and have it for sure and certain. He brings full Fuller assurance, what did I say here? Full assurance. Or if you like to say reassurance, reassurance. Why do you need any reassurance? Because you commit sin. Everybody in here does. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. First John 1, verse 6. Next verse is going to tell you what? In the blood of Jesus, God's washing away your sin, purifying you from all unrighteousness. Which of those two facts do I need to believe about my sin? I would suggest both of them. I would suggest both of them. In our Monday night illustration, brothers, these puzzle pieces fit. These puzzle pieces fit. We are God's children, heirs of God, and co-heirs or joint heirs with Christ. What is the what is the work of the Spirit in my life to give me full assurance that the inheritance that is due Christ Jesus is He a slave or a son? Moses was a slave; he was a servant. Jesus Christ, the Hebrew writer said, is the Son. He is He is in full possession. His Father's inheritance granted him. And in Christ Jesus, that is what I have become, is a covenant-related child of God. 
God has given me the spirit of adoption, the spirit of sonship, so that I can know that. Would you like to know you're going to heaven? I suggest you contemplate these verses until they function in your mind. I don't know what tone of voice I've had this morning. I don't know. I'm, I'm, maybe there's urgency in my voice. <clears throat> the only option, brothers and sisters, to us getting this in our minds so that it functions powerfully redemptively and results in a life that gives God credit for all that he's done for us just like Clay just prayed while ago. I don't remember the exact words. God help us to live our lives in a reflection of what you have done for us. When you're talking to your friends and neighbors about Jesus, brothers and sisters, this is what you're inviting them. You're not inviting them to sit in a rectangle building and sing uh, entertainment songs without instruments. You're not inviting them to a meal. You're inviting them to freedom from sin. You're inviting them to freedom from condemnation, to have a life that's, that's brand new, that's not obligated to the desires of the flesh. You're inviting them to a life that, that is unafraid, unafraid, we serve God, love each other, and do God's will. Unafraid, we go forward. Unafraid, we face the continuing fact that, yes, we did sin. Yes, we probably will sin. Yes, yes. But this law of the spirit of life is cleansing us from that because the law of the spirit of life is the very message of God that delivered to you the blood of his son, Jesus. And he himself, the spirit within us, testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. He's trying to give us blessed assurance. That's what he's trying to give us. And all I'm trying to do is point out some things that, to me, are undeniable in Scripture. People keep trying to make the work of the Holy Spirit of God something you can see. I don't walk by what I see. I walk by faith, not by sight, St. Corinthians 5, 7. I'm walking by what God Almighty told me the Spirit does. This is who the guy is. This is who he is. Christ abides in our heart by the Spirit he's given us. God dwells within us through the Spirit he's given us. We are God's temple. We are God's people. We are God's children. And he has given us his Spirit to, to, to promote and, and bring about an understanding and an assurance of all these things. Two more verses and then we'll be done. The Spirit and Scripture so many times is called the promised Spirit. Or the Spirit of promise. Well, because God did. The first time the law of the Spirit of life was delivered, and the people were cut to the heart because they crucified the Son of God and said, Brothers, what on earth are we going to do? And Peter said, Every one of you, repent. Change your mind. Sin's not the answer. Self is not the answer. Uh, fear of, of 
failure is not the answer. You can't take, you can't take the law gave, that God gave that, that points out sin. You can't take that and beat yourself up enough to do. You, you can't do that. The righteous requirements of the law have to be fully met in us. They're not met by us, in us. And Jesus died for us. He met the requirements of the law. He lived the law of God. What do you do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. That's the authority behind the spirit of life. In the name of Jesus Christ. And two things are your promise. You got a twofold promise right there. Acts 2.38. Forgiveness of sins. And the gift of the Holy Spirit. God will dwell within you. God got rid of your sin because he wants to dwell within you. Because he wants you to be confident and sure of everything he's giving you. Everything he's blessing you with. He wants fellowship with us. That was Jeff's point this morning. That's the point of that supper. That's the point of everything God's ever done. He wants fellowship with his people. And the Spirit marks our fellowship with him. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to Christ. And while you're in action, you put 532 under there. We are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit whom God has given to those who obey him. There's not a list of commandments that you obey. There's one commandment you obey. Repent and be baptized by the authority of Jesus Christ and in his blood. God will forgive your sins and give you the spirit. That's what you obey to receive the spirit. A cleansing and God living in you. Subject yourself to that. All the promises of yours of God's are yours in Christ Jesus. And they are always yes. Let's pray. Almighty God and Father in heaven, we love you for who you are, Father. For being a God who always tells us the truth. For being a God who absolutely cannot love us more than he does. God who has who has offered us and has, has written it down and delivered to Christians before us. You wrote this down, Father, and you delivered it to people who were already Christians so they could know it and understand it better, so they could live it, Father, so that we could be living reflections of the law of the spirit of life, of the law that brings liberty, liberty from self, because self has died, liberty from sin, because there's no condemnation. Liberty, Father, to live unafraid and fully assured that we belong to you through your Son, Jesus Christ, <coughs> our pre <coughs> preeminent brother. Thank you, Father, for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the promise of your Spirit. Thank you, Father, for telling us the truth about these things. I'm asking you, Father, to bless our consideration of them, please. Help us, Father, to realize 
all of these scriptures and all of these promises tell us about you. That we can trust you. And that we should willingly, Father, obey you. Bless our consideration of these things, Father, in any way that can bring you glory and accomplish your purpose in our lives. It's through Jesus who died for us we pray these things now. Thank you. 